Coming up on episode six of the Average Sports Guys podcast, we are covering the notable draft picks for the NFC East. You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. All right, we are back. How's it going, everybody? This yo, is yo. episode six. Um, Sace. Yeah. So we are going to break down, or I shouldn't say break down. We're going to go ahead and talk about um, notable draft picks uh, for the NFC East. Yes, sir. So it's the Eagles, the Redskins, Cowboys, and the Giants. Um, we'll go ahead and let Marcus, my lovely co-host, yeah, man. Uh, go ahead and talk about his Eagles first. Right on. Yeah, so these Eagles, man, I think we've managed to reload at every position of need um, for the most part. Uh, our Eagles are looking very, 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 very good. Um, in my opinion, we're definitely going to make noise in next year's you know, regular season. Um, we have some great draft picks. I'm excited to talk about them, so let's get into it. So our first-round pick was – Andre Dillard, this dude was like a top two defense, I mean, offensive lineman in the draft. And this guy is everything you want in a pass blocker. Like, this guy only allowed one sack in 775 snaps. I'm going to say it one more time. <laughs> one sack in 775 snaps. You know what I mean? Like, this is the guy you want, you know, replacing Jason Peters because this man is getting old. He plays like a half a game, uh, every, damn near every game last season. Yeah, he's so, pretty much like Trent Williams. Yeah, but yeah, so you can you can count on him for like you know a half. So I think the future is bright at left tackle, and in my opinion, what should happen next for that position is actually if he actually wor- if if Dillard actually works out like I think he will in camp, is why not move Jason Peters to guard? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that lateral quickness isn't there anymore. So you might as well move this dude to guard and let Dillard hold down the outside. Um, on on top of that, um, there's been a lot of hubbub I've been following on a lot of the blog sites and everything. Everybody's worried about Brandon Brooks. Brandon Brooks is coming back. Literally, he's calling it himself. He's like day one of actual mandatory camp. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna be there, and he's actually posted videos of himself squatting with medicine balls on that leg Mm -hmm. so whoever is worried about our offensive line as far as depth at this point please don't because (laughs) after literally getting dillard and brooks will be back and then having jason kelsey um and everybody dude we're straight well let me is fine i was gonna say well let me ask you this so as far as moving peters in Mm -hmm. is that something you think he's comfortable with do you think he would he would do well with because you know how it is like um Putting somebody at, say, you know, right guard versus left guard mm-hmm. or, um, you know, they're used to playing tackle and you move them to guard and you and, and it shows up right. on on game film where you could tell they're not entirely comfortable with it, even though right. they had like a week or so of practice. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested, like, what's your take on that? I think at this point in his career, I mean, this dude is a future Hall of Famer. He just wants to go out and play and just go out, you know, on his sword almost. So I think moving him towards a guard position and then us developing a, a, a guard to replace that position, um, mm-hmm. I think is the best bet because um, even though he did shut out Khalil Mack, like, let's not get it twisted. In the playoffs, that dude was 
non-existent. I think that that type of play is few and far in between and pretty much behind him at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think for longevity for for his career and, and keeping him as healthy as possible for the rest of the, the rest of this season because he's only on a one year deal. Right. I think moving him inside would help out a lot. Yeah, I mean, well, I think he's, I mean, I, like, but I think he would be comfortable with that decision. Like, I don't think he would he would raise hell. He's not that. I don't think he's that guy anymore. Well, right. Yeah. No, I don't think he would. I don't think he would put up like um, a big fuss or fight about but it. I so th- it's 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 almost like um, when you see corners, some of them oh, in the latter part of their career, right, right. you'll see him drop but, back and play and safety. Play safety. And D'Angelo Hall did it, and yeah. you know, the, so there was some comfortability issues. I mean, the talent and the knowledge of the game because they're veterans. Yeah, I think Peters would pick it up. You know what I mean, right? So I think it'd be yeah, I, I think it'd be cool. So that was offensive tackle for number one, and then we went ahead and swiped two guys in the second round. We got Miles Sanders with our first pick at fifty three, which mm-hmm. was dope. And a lot of people sat there and said, you know, out of him and Josh Jacobs, they would they might have taken Sanders over him. Um, to me, it's one and one A. You really can't go wrong with either person. But what I like in Sanders is exactly what we got out of LaShawn McCoy when we had him in, mm-hmm. in Philly. Um, he's one of those guys that's very shifty. He can make cuts. He can catch out of the backfield. But when I say LaShawn McCoy, I'm also talking about the fact that he carries the ball. I would say loose, ball handling. Loose yeah. as hell. Like this guy is, you know, you know what I'm saying, flailing his arm. You can't do that. Because it's one of those things where this dude is going to get loose and somebody's going to come up behind him and punch the ball out as a fumble. And in college, watching him play, this dude was known to, to fumble. So, But there's just so much upside with this guy. He's, he's a dynamic running back. I'm excited. You know, him on top of having Corey Clement, um, Smallwood, and, of course, Jordan Howard, we have a super crazy backfield right now. And don't even get me started on, you know, the type of plays that they're going to be drafting up for our running backs. It's, it's going to be insane. So, um, yeah, and I definitely think having Sanders and Howard and Clement, they're all going to help keep Carson Wentz healthy because of the fact that he has a running back now he can trust. If he gets in trouble, he's not going to sit there, or, and I hope Peter, Peterson's not going to sit there and put him in a position to have to throw us out of a hole or, or throw us out of trouble. No, that's not what won us a Super Bowl, what happened. We had, obviously, legit receivers, but we also had a stout run game to mm-hmm. where there was nothing teams can do because we were getting five and six yards on the ground within right. the first two downs. Yeah. So I think reloading at our offensive line one like we've done so far and reloading at running back also helped us out. And this brings me to my third point, which was our uh, our second second-round pick at 57 with J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Um, this was, in my opinion, outside of the Miles Sanders and uh, Dillard pick, w- I think this was, in my opinion, one of the best picks in the draft for us just because of the fact that we have um, we have a uh, Alshon Jeffrey who's a hands receiver, mm-hmm. but he's always double covered. Right. We have Zach Ertz who is a who he's a tight end, but he's a hybrid. He's a hands receiver. But having a third guy on the outside that is legit, like this dude is all hands. Like I've loved every piece of this guy's tape. Um, he plays like a basketball player. Um, I was doing research on him, and it comes to find out that both of his parents played European basketball. Mm-hmm. So anything he does on the field, you can even see it in his tape. He's boxing guys out right. in the red zone, yeah. like posting them up and just going up and getting the ball. 
And then one of the craziest stats that I did see about this guy is that literally he has I'm, he's won the most like 50-50 balls in I want to say in NCAA history because he's one of those guys that I think he caught like 48 in his career. Mm-hmm. Insane at out of Stanford. So I'm really excited to, you know, watch these guys do their damage on offense because this guy is a beast. Um, if you don't know, um, please YouTube him and watch his tape and just how he just manhandles corners. Um, he's not the fastest guy, but that doesn't matter when you literally can rip the ball out of people's hands and, and win those 50-50 balls. Well, right. So with that, though, yeah, I mean, you just said it. So 50-50, so you're automatically thinking red zone threat. Hundred percent. I mean, he's 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 not a small guy. No, he's like he's six two, six three. Right. So, you know, I don't want to say oh like a Des Bryant, but no, but but in the sense of just that strong body who doesn't mind getting physical, right. and going up and snatching that ball. Absolutely. Um, so no, I mean when when you all uh, selected him, I, I you know I um, was high on him right. just when we were previous um, excuse me previewing. Um, draft prospects Mm -hmm. and you know just going through some of the guys now obviously we didn't you know feature him on on any of the episodes but no I mean that's what you want is a short-handed strong and then just physical dude yeah speed speed is yeah sorry speed speed is always you know a plus but I do feel like that does kind of um box you in and they almost kind of typecast you as oh well if you're just pure speed i'm right. just gonna have them run go routes absolutely and i think that's one of the reasons why the sean jackson in my opinion is still one of the best deep threat receivers he's not just fast because we've went and since him we've gotten deep threat receivers but the hands haven't been there right so the yeah. sean jackson's one of those guys yeah he has speed but he also has hands. He has crazy tra- ball tracking ability. You guys know because you guys had him too. Oh yeah. So it's yeah, was pissed when he yeah. left. <laughs> so, but going back to JJ, it's like this guy is like that hands guy. So literally, on any given play, you can have like three or four guys that are just pure hands receivers. And oh That's yeah. dangerous as hell. Yeah. Well, it's just a lot of. It's just a lot to cover. A so hell of a lot to cover. So you got to think from an offensive standpoint, and it's like Sean McVay says, mm-hmm. I'm going to make that defense cover every blade of grass. Absolutely. And with the complement of skilled players that you guys have, you just named your receiving core, You everything is shaping up for you guys to have a dominant backfield. Mm-hmm. So with that, and then your tight end, I mean – yeah, there's it's the same. It's it almost be like the same philosophy you guys have on defense is right. send more than they can block. Absolutely, you know, so send more than they can cover, and I think that's exactly the direction Doug Peterson's going in. And then even and this brings me to my next point. Moving on, you just brought up defense. We we actually brought in another Penn State guy. We brought in um, Sharif Miller. You like that segue, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> this guy, you know, he he he's a great edge rusher. Um, he does. He definitely has to work on technique. He's a developmental guy. Let's say but he's no Montez Sweat. He's no Montez Sweat, and we're gonna get to him later. <laughs> we're gonna get to him later. But yeah, like. Adding just another guy who can effectively rush the quarterback to an already dynamic front four um, is definitely going to help us out a lot, especially with our Malik Jackson acquisition, especially, you know, bringing back and extending uh, Brandon Graham, having uh, also, yeah, yeah, also re-signing Timmy Jernigan on side of, alongside of Fletcher Cox, getting uh, Derek Barnett back off of injury, signing Vinny Curry, who a lot of those guys outside of Malik Jackson, Sharif, and... Um, 
Yeah, those two, and just they were all champions. They all got rings with us. So literally bringing back that solid front four, we're still on the fence with Chris Long, but, you know, I don't – honestly, in my opinion, I don't think we need him at this point. Mm-hmm. Our front four is solid. Um, I think that's a big pickup. And then also everybody was crying about linebacker. Um, outside of our draft pick, we also brought in – that guy Zach Brown from the Skins, and oh, that guy yeah. is a run stuffer, and he's a great veteran to have, you know, on the team. Outside of that, he does have to work on his attitude. Um, he's got to learn and adapt to the Eagles locker room and the culture. But overall, our defense is looking pretty solid right now, even at corner and safety, because we're always crying about corners. Um, forget Jalen Mills. I I really don't, you know, he's he's a I mean he's a champion, but this dude get be- gets beat on double moves and I hopefully Craven somebody um like uh even a Sidney Jones beats him out in camp because I'm tired of receivers just running double moves and beating him by like four and five steps down the sideline. Mm-hmm. We got to tighten that up. But overall, you know, with my Eagles right now, I think we're looking pretty solid on both sides of the ball barring injury. I think right now, outside of Carson Wentz's health, I think it's our division to lose right now on paper. But like I said, everything has to gel. Uh, people got to acclimate to the system. They got to learn the culture and things like that. But I think overall, getting back to the draft, we've had a pretty solid draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Yep. All right. So um, Redskins. So <laughs> so we got Dwayne Haskins. Uh, many uh, – kind of projected or, or, or predicted that we would move up um, either to that third spot with mm-hmm. uh, with the Jets mm-hmm. um, to take Haskins. Yeah, um, man. I, if they did that, I wouldn't have been as high on the pick. Mm-hmm. But since all those teams passed him, he fell to 15. I thought that was a no-brainer. You need a quarterback. There's the issues with Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, even Colt McCoy going in for um, – additional cleanup surgeries and things like that due to infection and all that, uh, right. which we, well, I was listening uh, just recently, and and that, that was of concern. So realistically, right now on paper, we have two healthy quarterbacks, Dwayne Haskins and uh, Case Keenum. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it'll shake out with Haskins. Um, I've been hearing 50-50 as far as whether they want him to start right away, day one, this and that. I don't think so, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say that is, okay, we can go back to the experience in college. Um, we can go over all the stats, all that stuff, but still nothing beats experience to me. Um, I do think it'll take a little bit of time, as it would for any rookie quarterback, for right. the speed of the game. To slow down. To, to slow down for you to fully understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but – We'll go into camp with a true uh, quarterback competition. So, in all honesty, if Haskins is winning out and beating Keenum and McCoy, okay, so be it. You right. know, put him in. Uh, we have a tough like first five games, four games. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. You I do. mean, if yes, if there's any question or concern whether he should be out there, um, mm-hmm. especially how brutal that that first quarter of the season is, play Keenum and. Hey, if you come out of it, you know, with a favorable record, two and two, three and one, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. I see us going one and three in the first four, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll get into records and all that type of stuff in another show. Right. Um, overall, Dwayne Haskins, uh, first round pick for the Redskins at 15. I'm happy with it. I think it's solid. And what's crazy about it is like I couldn't believe that he fell to you guys because everybody had him going. Well, I had him going to 
Um, I had him going to the Giants, but most did, yeah. But one thing I can say, even though I'm like reluctant to say it because I'm a Michigan guy and he torched our defense, is that I think he was, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the draft. Yeah, yeah, Kyler's like real flashy, and you know he the dude has the speed. He's very smart. He throws a beautiful ball, but I think as far as intelligence and knowledge of the game. I would have drafted Haskins ahead of Kyler Murray just because of that. He's a pure pocket passer. He throws a gorgeous ball. Oh, yeah. Very smart guy. Um, If I had to start a franchise with a quarterback from this class, I'm starting it with Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, and I mean, I agree. So if you go back and and those that have watched him in college, like active (laughs) game film, or if you've gone back and checked out whether it's YouTube highlights or however people, Mm -hmm. you know, watch – uh, the quarterback, um, he really does see the defense, read the defense. Yes, he does. Um, you know, in college, there's not a whole lot of shifting protection and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You're just going to go through your pre-snap reads. Um, based on coverage there, you're going to have an idea of where you're going to go. Um, I did watch him in an interview where he broke down and explained why he chose the route that he did um, and the way that he broke it down tells you he understands what he's doing right um which gives me um that warm fuzzy feeling now <laughs> we all know i mean it's a crapshoot you know yeah. these, these guys come out of college there's all the analytics and all that stuff which i'm not downing because no. i mean some of it's valid it, well yeah for sure um so having said that just watching him and how he sees the field he throws guys open sometimes right um, which they have to do in the NFL right but i saw that way more out of him than i did uh kyler, kyler murray kyler murray cuz he was more of like scramble create and on the fly type of thing right and i understand for many reasons why they compare kyler to russell wilson and right. and all that stuff size mobility yeah. arm strength i mean so a lot of a lot of the attributes are similar but no, I mean you're absolutely right. Now people did say, "Oh, well there's mobility issues with Haskins, the whole nine. You go back and you watch him, he shifts and slides in the pocket well. Absolutely. So, I'm not as concerned with that. And then if you have the offensive line to help him, I'm I'm confident that our run game will still be good this year. We still have Adrian Peterson, Darius Geis coming back off injury, so we'll see how well he's progressed as far as that's concerned. That was going to be my next point too cuz I'm like, you guys have two running backs to God forbid this kid gets in trouble, hand that Hand that shit off, right? 100%. Which he's good. Which segues into my, one of my other picks, and yeah, we'll get to Montez Sweat because uh-huh. that goes without being said. Right. But for us to pick up Bryce Love, who's a, who's coming off of the, the ACL, ACL so, prove it, and 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 that's why he slid and fell. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, draft analysts or NFL analysts and experts and he all was these a people, former, a former Heisman candidate, right? And and so people are considering him if he pans out and his health is fine, the steal of the draft. Yeah. So. We have options there. We still have CT, Chris Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we have options there. I really do like the the Bryce Love pick because right. it doesn't really hurt you. It's it's nope. way late in the draft. Right. Um, so so there's that. So let's get into Montez Sweat. So everybody knows um, it was put out there as far as the heart condition. He had mm-hmm. a slightly enlarged heart, the whole nine. So he slid down people's draft boards. Um I mean, this kid is is strong. He's fast. He's lean. He can get around that corner. That's going to help. Yeah, that's going to help Ryan Kerrigan, mm-hmm. who is more of your just bull rusher. I mean, he's got moves, so I don't. It's like you know, saying somebody's a box safety, right? You know, I don't think that's really fair. No. Um, 
but it is two different playing styles. Mm-hmm. So whereas he was drawing so many, or he is in Ryan Kerrigan was drawing so many double teams because Preston Smith over the last couple of years mm-hmm. really wasn't what he, you know, he was projected to be. Right. Um, so people knew, okay, I don't really have to worry about Preston Smith. So they were just getting him on single coverage. So with Kerrigan drawing the double team, that I think is going to change now. Yeah, um, your front four is literally going to be more of a problem because it's just one more guy you have to account for. Oh yeah, a, because of speed, and B because this dude lights up quarterbacks. Right. So I, I, I mean, I'm an Eagles fan, but I can't knock the pick because this dude fell so far. And what else? What else are you gonna? Who else are you gonna pick? Right. That's Montez Sweat. Right now, granted, we did trade it. Trade back into the first round right. for the twenty sixth pick. Exactly, but, but so what? But that's what I'm saying. He right. was, he was right there, and I'm just like, what? Right. I didn't I didn't expect him to fall that far at all. Yeah, and I mean I can understand teams' caution with with the with the heart condition. That's serious. Right. Um, but mm. I mean somebody's gonna take him. I mean obviously those who have got the more premier premier. I mean I say that in air quotes because they're all they're again, all prospects. Like, yeah. So. You know, they they had got their guy. So, okay, I could see him falling, you know, maybe past the, you know, 15, 15 16 area. Yeah, that, that'd be reasonable, but I did but not I'm thinking, see him, yeah, like, so. super back into the draft. I'm like, yo. Yeah, so once once I saw, you know, we were watching the draft, once I saw that, you know, the skins moved back in mm-hmm. to the 26th slot, I, you and I both were texting each other. I was right, like, you right. know, it's Sweat. I mean, there's there's nobody else to go back up it, and get. If it wasn't Montez Sweat, I, I – <laughs> I would have picked another team to root for um, because that would have just shown the incompetence of of the front office, which we know it's it's an S show over there. But <laughs> they but, made hey, they, they apparently like everybody's calling them that they won the draft. Granted, nobody, no real sports aficionado is going to put any stock in a team winning the draft because they still got to make it through camp and show up on the field. Right. But that being said apparently like everybody and I, even you know what I'm even going to call it. You guys literally won the draft just because of how smart your picks were and just everything fell to you guys and you guys well, just were you, very sir. very organized and what you did Gr- granted you know i'm not i'm not saying that it's really gonna affect us too much but on the flip side like i said you guys made some really <laughs> smart really smart picks so your, well your i'll say looks, looks i'll say right so now. we always win in april um, but but when when yeah. September and October yeah. and 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 the season is in full swing, it, we usually are on are on the wrong side of of W. So I'm not too high on it. Again, for what it is, it's an event. It had to happen. I think we you did well. Did, you guys did great. Yeah. So um, obviously everything still remains to be seen. Um, I do like the wide receiver uh, McLaurin that they got out yes, of Ohio State. That, yeah, that that played with him, which is a smart move. Right. So very smart. So there's the comfortability factor. Yes. They both know each other. So you would think timing they would be able to get on the same page. They're right. both learning the same playbook at mm-hmm. the same time. Again, they're they're familiar with each other. They're gonna be best um, friends. <laughs> yeah. So so that'll be interesting to see how that that uh, shakes out. I mean, um, McLaurin. He still he still provides you um, punt return, kick return, all that stuff. Um, so yeah. So I mean, he's not just gonna be you know a wide receiver. So he can help your team in multiple ways. Which is and great. Then we got the uh, linebacker. 
Oh man, I don't know why it's slipping my <laughs> my mind right now. Um, and then we picked up a wide receiver late out of North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are still projecting him to eventually be a number one. Just uh, dope. But everybody knows receivers have to develop. I mean, look at us with um, what's his face, Nelson Aguilar. Like that yeah. game was trash. His well, first I remember seasons. you guys were trying to run him out of town <laughs> after that first season. Everybody's right. like, "What in the hell?" Nah, um, they say at least three years. Well, right, and then so. A smart team will also see, okay, you have him now. He's yours. Right. Let's get him in the building. Let's see, okay, here's what we're giving you. Let's go out and see what you excel at, and then you build off of that. Right, because what we ended up doing was moving, moving him into the, the slot. slot, and this dude has just already eaten ever since. Well, right. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so overall, I mean, I'm I'm pleased. I can't argue um, yeah, with, really can. with what the Skins did in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Let's just move into into the Giants and <laughs> let's just get the comedy hour out of the way because David Gettleman's Giants. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you can go ahead. And so let's let's talk about this situation real quick. So we all know that they went ahead and traded Odell Beckham Jr. to the Browns. Granted, I wasn't totally against the move because everybody knew they were picking up a quarterback and you know when you pick up a quarterback and you have a super crazy diva wide receiver like that right the last thing you want to do is to kill your franchise quarterback's confidence right so so i didn't necessarily get upset at trading away odell beckham jr well i mean i thought it was smart because the the waters were muddied anyway yeah and he was it just looks more uh, reckless because they went and paid him the year before, right. and then you ship him out of town. And then so. on on top of that, you know, cap wise, they're on the hook for sixteen million. Still. Right. Yeah. So I mean, of course, if you're going to trade him, we got to eat that anyway. But at the same time, you're looking towards the future. That's what the GM's job is. But I don't really know if he's looking towards the future in the way that everybody else is projecting him to do. For example, so he so with that pick, he got uh, number seventeen. I mean, sorry, with that trade, he got number 17 from the the Browns, and then he also got pick number 95, which ended up shaking out in the third round. Mm-hmm. But it's not the picks that pissed people off. It's what he did with the picks that pissed people off. <laughs> this dude went ahead and drafted Daniel Jones with the number six pick in. Wait, who'd they get? They got Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah. Dude from Duke. And I'm talking about. What 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 am I actually talking about? I'm talking about a guy that sat there and threw 52 touchdowns in his career at Duke. <laughs> Haskins had 54 last season. Was it 54 or 50? I uh, thought it was 50. Oh, he might have been 50, but... But either way, either one, way, one either, season. One season. He had 50 in a season. Granted, everybody's going to be like, oh, well, he didn't have the same talent, and, you know, uh, he did... No, stop it. This dude threw 52 touchdowns in his career. Mm-hmm. At Duke, that's like one passing touchdown a game for his career, dude. Like that's that's not the greatest quarterback to pull from. Uh, yeah. the greatest pull of that's not the that, that's not a number six pick quarterback at all. No, like and on top all. of that, this dude, you know, yes, he can you know go through progressions and make reads, but this dude is like a turnover machine. Um, What's he almost at a one-to-one ratio? Isn't basically, it? like this dude is a turnover machine, and he, when he throws balls, they literally get batted down at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. So from what we're hearing from a lot of the blogs and a lot of the beat writers and everything, the reason they picked this guy up is because he came up in the Manning camp. 
the Manning quarterback camp? Are you kidding me? There's so many people that have gone to that camp, but you're picking this guy over a Dwayne Haskins because of his relationship with the Mannings. Well, the Mannings are on their way out. Like the Mannings are about to be in the booth with everybody else. I mean, well, Peyton's right. already there. Right. Eli's about to join them. Yeah. So you're you're literally hitching your future right now on a guy who throws picks and who wasn't the best quarterback at that point in the draft at all. Right. Well, so I'll say this. Dude, the Giants will be picking a quarterback in yeah. the 2020 draft. <laughs> I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah, and you even said that you know you have a friend who's really in analytics and, and draft and he's in, in draft stuff, and you said that this guy is like literally like a uh, what, what was that quarterback you compared him to? What was uh, uh, was it Hackenberg? Hackenberg, yeah, like yeah. literally, it's the, he's on track to be the same guy. So I'm just looking at I'm, I'm just looking this at, at this like a comedy fest, and you know, outside of the draft, you know, they've already made semi bad decisions into signing Golden Tate. To a thirty-eight million dollar deal, I would never would have gave him that money. Right? No. But, yeah. I mean, I think so- I think with that pick, and I don't want to get too far away from the draft. Right. I think with that pick, I mean, not, excuse me, not pick, but with that signing, right. was fine. But it's just at at the value. Like I didn't, there? I didn't see it. No. And then of course you had to extend Sterling, uh, Sterling Shepard because you have to have guys for the for him to throw to. Right. But going back to the draft, I mean, this was. In my opinion, like the worst, like this was a Browns pick. Like this is what we expect the Browns to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I sent you that meme, and it right. was it was Giants fans, and it says when you realize we are the Cleveland Browns, right? You like, know? You, that like was, that's horrible. Like I don't even understand what's going on in that front office. And the, my last point about this pick is is so thinking about the history of the Giants and who they've started. They've only started one colored quarterback in the history of the franchise, and that was what, last season when they benched Eli. Oh, yeah, they had Geno Smith. And it's like, I'm not calling, you know, the coaching staff, the front office, I'm not calling them racists, but it's looking pretty crazy right now because you had Dwayne Haskins, you went with this guy. Right, so, I mean, I will say that. So if anybody's listening, and this is your first episode of listening to us, so Marcus and I, we don't get off on the race card stuff. No, and, not at and, all. And too far into no. to race issues and things like Mm-mm. that, but – it was brought up on ESPN NFL yes, Network. Yep. Um, you have beat writers and and other NFL insiders like connected to these teams that have raised that question and they right. have brought it up. So you do wonder if that played a factor. You would hope it's 2019 that it that, that it doesn't. I mean, but we're all not ignorant either. No. So it wouldn't surprise me. Now with Gettleman and and company giving that reason as to why they picked him now, I mean at this point <laughs> they're saying, you know, he was one on our board. We've always liked him, blah blah blah, this and that. Oh, um you don't owe the Mannings anything. Absolutely I mean, not. Granted, Eli Manning took you to two Super Bowls and you won them. Right. Great. But he's at the tail end of his career. Right. You don't owe him anything. He's gone after this year. Basically. You get who you really know or have a good feel for. They don't – they can't feel like Daniel Jones <laughs> is going to take them to the promised land. Yeah, they can't. And it's like even looking at the type of quarterback these guys draft. I mean, they draft pocket passers cerebral quarterbacks guys who can think through the game and make correct reads and 
Daniel Jones is not that. Look at his numbers. And it's not like he, this dude was going against like 100% pro-ready defenses. Right. He was not. This dude no. was going against college defenses, getting picked off and smacked around and only having 52 touchdowns. Right. Like, I, it's, it's a head-scratcher. So I'll say this. <laughs> um, the Giants draft, uh, let's just leave it at Daniel Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for the sake of time and just they – Frustrate me. Um, <laughs> I am happy they're in our division. Oh yeah. Um, oh, we're gonna we're gonna tear that up. Right. I, I mean, mean, well, we'll still lose to them, but <laughs> I'm just saying, they won't win many other games. So thanks to them, we won't be bottom of the basement. Yeah. Um, Barkley can probably get them about three, four games. Maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe. see. <laughs> um, I mean, I keep saying it. Damn near every every uh, podcast that we bring up the Giants, they're gonna run Saquon into the ground. Oh yeah, this dude. I, I feel bad for him. He's right. like Will Smith in the house after everybody moved out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. you know, they don't love me, man. Right. Yep. <laughs> so let's like, just everybody go. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's let's uh, head on down to D Town. Talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys. Um, so again, if anybody, if this is your first show. No, we do not like the Cowboys. We definitely don't. There's a sign behind me, and it says, uh, I don't often hate, but when I do, I prefer to hate the Dallas Cowboys. That's it's just right. what it is. It's what it is. Um, they think they're, you know, hot stuff. You know, they do have talent, but they have terrible yeah, coaches, I mean, th- and they're I always going to screw up eventually. Yeah. But, you know, um, going back to their picks, you know, they didn't have a first rounder, and you listen to any Cowboys fan, they're going to be like, Amari well, Cooper our was our first right, round. Our first pick was Amari Cooper. All right, cool. Um but you still didn't have a first pick. Actually, you didn't pick until 58, which, 58 is w- yeah. which was after two picks that we had before you in the same round. So with their second round pick, they went and picked up a guy in Tristan Hill. Um, defensive he, tackle. He's a good defensive tackle. Like, I can't, like, I can't really knock him um, other than the fact that he did have some off-the-field issues. Is he um, the guy that they made sign the – Right, the, I don't know what is it. The it was the um, it was sort of it was the um, I'll put out it was all the, my effort. It was the effort slash um, production camp production contract. Right. Um. Yeah. Like I said, he's a, he's a good defensive tackle. You know, when he's focused, um, he made some bad. He he likes to argue with coaches. He's made some bad off the field uh, decisions, and this dude is on an effort contract. So I mean, as far as that pick, and if all that is true. Uh, I will say Dallas is probably the wrong place for him to go. Um, <laughs> I mean, look at who's, who's yeah, suspended I mean, or, or the gone reason, right now. Yeah, I was going to say, the reason <laughs> I say that is, I mean, you see guys who are constantly in trouble, and, I mean, this has been going on forever, I mean, ever since I was a kid. So it doesn't seem like there's crazy amounts of structure there. Everything's right. fine when you're winning. Right. Um, but it's it's when it's when you start losing. And, right. and this year, because, you know, they did well last year. I mean, I'll give them props. They did well, got into the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. But – yeah, the expectation now is for them to keep elevating, which would be any team. Which would any? So yeah. now I'll tell you, I don't think they're going to win the division. No, um, I think they'd be lucky to get a wild card. If that, I think there's some other teams that that are going to you know move up into those spots. So I say all that to say Jerry Jones is going to put immense pressure on that coaching staff and on that team. That if this kid is already dealing with this type of crap coming in. It's going to be a circus. Over it's going to be a straight circus because they did not renew uh, or extend or uh, Jason Garrett's contract. Like this is his prove it. Yeah, coaching and I was year. pissed. I wanted them to sign him. To, I, we need to that w- to happen. I wanted him to sign him <laughs> to that Gruden contract. Ten you know years, hundred million. Absolutely. Keep, keep him around. Forever. Keep him around, please. Um, pay, pay Dak two hundred mil. 
Facts. And it's like, I hope he gets at least 50. And then you go ahead and pay <laughs> Zeke, Zeke 40. And, and whatever's left gets the, goes to Amari Cooper. But, you know, it's it's one of those picks where it's 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 another head scratcher because this guy, once again, has off-the-field issues. He can produce on the field. He's a good defensive tackle. He's a bull rusher. He's a, he's a dominant force. But is he going to end up in a situation where this guy is literally suspended more than he's on the field? They already have a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one pick I will say that I think will pan out for them um, and do well is because they're known to to work on and build that offensive line. They got McGovern. yeah, they got that guard out of Penn State. Yeah, man. So he's I good. think yeah, so I think he's going to be um, a, a, a fine draft pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of these yeah. other guys, the corners and. Some of the edge rushers, uh, the running backs, I think will wash out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tony Pollard, he's a kick returner. Yeah, well, right. So that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. So, so your hope with those are is that they can contribute on special teams, right? Um, you know, if not, they'll end up on a practice squad. Hopefully, they show well and move right, on, right? And, but, and get picked up by a different. But team. overall, it's like pretty much the same squad. Um, I, I, I honestly, with the Cowboys, I don't think they fixed their interior issues, and I think teams are gonna run on them just like. My man C.J. Anderson did mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it, and, and what's crazy is Jerry Jones is paying somebody because I'm <laughs> I'm I'm looking at all of these blogs and and all these sites and oh, people man. are saying the Cowboys had a B overall as far as the draft is concerned <laughs> and all that. Now again, I mean, this is all just you know we don't know we don't know because they haven't hit the field yet. They haven't you know you know you know what I'm saying. And you're still looking at two to three years in before you really start, start judging judging what, what anybody's doing. But overall, I mean, I'm I'm sitting here looking at this: Tristan Hill, Connor uh, McGovern, Tony Pollard, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, hey, <laughs> uh, Joe <laughs> Joe Jackson, right, uh, Donovan Wilson, right, Mike Weber, yeah, uh, and Jalen Jelks, yeah. Okay, um, I mean, any notables that really like pop out to you? Not really. I no. mean, but we'll like you said, we'll see when they develop and whatnot. But I mean, the way that I look at it, there were two teams that like significantly got better on paper because of the draft, and that's the Redskins and the. Eagles. And Eagles, I'm not saying yeah. that because we're fans of the teams. It's the truth. Well, right. And so, again, I'll say this again. If this is the first show you're listening to, go back and listen to episode one through five. Like, I have <laughs> no problem saying that my team is trash. I oh, mean, for, for whatever reason, whether it's just, you know, years and years of injuries right. or, you know, front office making poor choices, whether it's, you know, coaching issues, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not just completely biased against, no. you know, the skins, and I'm not because Marcus is sitting right next to me just high on the Eagles. No, no. I've said it before, and this is even before we started the podcast. Like, the Eagles, until proven otherwise, are the class of the division, and right. it's just what it is. Right. And then even the Cowboys, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll, I tell all of my friends that are Cowboys fans, like, you guys have some Dope talent, like don't get it twisted. Your yeah, I mean their defense, is, but even their defense, their defense was great. Their last defense year. was great last year. Second half of the season, I mean right. they came alive. They were shutting everybody down. Right, and then you have Amari Cooper, and I mean, what else is there to say about Zeke freaking Elliott? This dude is a workhorse, and he oh, trucks yeah, people sure. for sure. So I mean, it's not like we're saying that they're a bad team. We just know that somehow, some way, they're gonna find a way to screw up. Somebody's gonna get suspended. Right. Jason Garrett's gonna clap one too many times, make the wrong call, and then oh, I mean out of the that playoffs. dude is so first team all front clap. <laughs> No matter what you're doing, he's on the sidelines. Hey, hey, it's all right. It's all right. You know, no. But um, and then honestly, too, a lot of it, as far as me poo-pooing on the Cowboys, it's it's just all in good fun. It's all good fun. And then, you know, wait till the season starts, people. When Doug Peterson makes a bad call, when we're third and two, and this dude decides to have Carson Wentz drop back and throw a pass with the backfield that we have, I'm going to be ripping him a brand 
new one. Well, yeah, you and everybody else. Well, I mean, because we see it on the blogs and right. and, and and the Facebook uh, right. Facebook uh, groups and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but that's just what it is. That's I mean, what it fans is. fan stands for fanatic. I mean, that's our job. That's our job is to get extremely high, extremely low. Right. I mean, unless you're the Patriots, you know what I mean. Right. And and that spoiled ass fan base. Mm-hmm. I mean. You have reasons to worry. I mean, especially in the NFC East, because how many times were was every team trading places? You guys were in the bottom of the basement. We're in the bottom of the basement. Now it's the Giants' turn. Yep. Dallas has always seemed to manage that eight and eight, nine and seven, right? You know, seven and nine type of thing, and they've always been middle of the pack. Right. So they'll have a year like they did. Uh, was it Zeke's rookie year? Yep. Where would they go? Thirteen and thirteen and three. three. Yep. Yeah. So you know, and then they'll drop back down, and then they'll play well. So it's just yo-yo and all that stuff. Now the division goes right, and and none of that is good for my blood pressure. <laughs> but but we're still here. We're still here. So. All right, Ben. So, hey, everybody, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to check us out at theaveragesportsguys.com. You can find us on YouTube, uh, same way, Average Sports Guys. Um, Instagram, Twitter. Which um, which there's links to all of that on our website. So, yeah. again, we thank you guys for listening. Thank um, you. Episode 7 will be coming up shortly. Woo! And, yeah, man, we're just out here trying to do it. Absolutely. All right, Marcus. All right, Eddie. All right. Bye. We're the Average Sports Guys. See you later. You. Yep.